I had to help shower them, full balls, asshole, the full meal ticket. I'm I'm scarred for a long time, man. It, I could never work in the healthcare profession, watching old people and stuff. Oh my god, there's just stuff that you don't need to see. It's the unofficial, unexpected, and unfiltered Canadian motocross race review, featuring Ryan the New Flockhart and Ryan Gall, with your host. Ken Ken. Welcome everybody to the Canadian Motocross Unfiltered Podcast. I'm Ken, and as usual, we have two of Canada's most prominent moto personalities, fresh off of the Amal Arena Cross series in Chilliwack, uh, Newf and Galdi. So, Noof, Galdi, you guys have been kind of off the radar here for a few weeks. Uh, how did everything go? What uh, What can you tell us about what uh, went down? Um, well, I'll start first. It's Ken Ken. Stop not calling yourself <laughs> trying to avoid Ken that. to the people. The people <laughs> only know you as Ken Ken. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it's been um, a wild, say, I guess, it's, has it been four weeks since we did our last one? It's been about four weeks, right? Um, yeah, I think so. I think so. Yeah, it's been a, a pretty wild four weeks. Uh, the Arena Cross Series had kind of taken over for myself and Ryan. We were both kind of setting our our goals and the sights on what to do. And then I was I was driving, so that kind of shut down communication and just um, you know tweeting. No and there was really no time if you break break it down. <laughs> yeah, and to be honest, with you when I when I personally had time, I was you know uh, we'll, we'll get into what we're doing, like living in the trailer. So I just I didn't really have the wit to me or the, the joking going on. I couldn't come up. My head was kind of do, doing other things. And then, you know, there was little tidbits of news with the Nazi thing and the Sims thing. And then we'll obviously get into that later on. But um, yeah, it just, it just kind of overwhelmed uh, the majority of stuff. And again, not to bust your guys' balls, but I'm the one throwing out these tweets or Instagrams and stuff like that. And I was obviously a lot more busy on the, on everything side. So it was a little bit lower. Ken has been a fucking unbelievable Casper the last month. Yeah. <laughs> Like doesn't even text us. Hey guys, how you doing? I had some dinner last night. I'm you know, you guys, and... you guys can text me too. You know that, right? <laughs> yes, you're, yes, Ken. <laughs> yes, Ken. This is true. Communication was was at an all time yeah. low here at Canadian Motorcross. I should have checked and, in a few times. Yeah, and I, uh, I guess we can just blame ourselves new for that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that. Uh, yeah, well, obviously you and I were together most of the time, so and we we're. You know, obviously, you were living in the trailer, running practice days and track rentals and running around and doing this and that. And then I was trying to shuffle. I'm going back and forth to the barn on those certain days and then working in the office. There just wasn't. Honestly, there there was yeah. lots to yeah. talk about in a sense, but there was just no time to really dedicate uh, dedicate the full effort into it. Yeah, so. to a pod or whatever the hell yeah. we're going to do. But yeah. um, it's been fun, Noof. We got some stories. Do we uh, got some stories? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think to start off, obviously the 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 races, in in my opinion, I, they went off with everybody that has messaged me and, dude, it looks good, like everything looked good and everything like that. And I think obviously it was a ton of work, especially on your end of things and the behind the scenes and, um, with doing it the way that you did it coming out, you know, you you hopped into something that you weren't exactly sure how it was all going to play out i mean you had a basic idea but um no matter how organized you are there's tons of curveballs thrown into the 
thrown into the fray of it, right? With it's not your staff, it's you're using other people's stuff, relying on some people here and there, and it uh, it can become a bit crazy, right? But I think overall it went uh, it went pretty damn good, to be honest with you. I'm going to do the reads to start this one like we do at the end. So I really want to thank KTM Canada, Husqvarna Canada, Gas Gas Canada, Race Tech Suspension, Charlie Johnson Racing Suspension for opening that door, Bristol Coachworks, and CallisMoto.com. Um, and at the end, we'll do the reads, guys, because I know we're going to, this first part of the show, like Newf was just saying uh, how much it was. And yeah, Newf, for me, like, my biggest worry was these relationships uh, being built with the building. Uh, you know, you opened the door. You gave me the opportunity. Actually, before I get into it, how many texts have come through with you guys in it, Noof? You guys did. You guys are. You guys made. Because um, that's where, ve- that you know, that vexes me. <laughs> well, All right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean a lot of them are the... <laughs> A lot of the uh the like the instagram taggings and this and that that's because i mean the way i get i don't know i don't want to say the way i was selling it to the people at the outdoor races but i was like hey i had this because originally to start off i had this meeting with heritage park about getting the grandfathered rate and so i started telling people how it was all going to go and this is what it turned into no matter what, at the end of the day, you were the promoter, and it was ammo. I'm not, I'm not trying to steal that. But what I will say is that uh, whether it worked out or not, I really helped with getting the staff and the people in place for you to be able to come in and do this. So that's where the I comes into play on my end. So there's that. It, it finally comes out. I. The, uh, I, the, uh, I. the rest is the rest is you. The rest is you. Uh, I am not afraid to admit that, but there is a couple eyes involved in this on on my side of things. But now it's all set up for you, so you can just fucking go off into the sunset, Mister Arena Cross. Right? It's all set. Yeah, up. you're you're done. done. I yeah, owe you some money still, and you're fucking out for the rest of your life. <laughs> no, I'll just be there fucking paying my dues and and racing the fucking thirty five next year. So, um, yeah, uh, no, I can enjoy. Yeah, it. <laughs> yeah, you open the door, and like you said, my my biggest worry was the building. I was so worried about dealing with paper, and actually, you you did not sell that part great because you were always dealing with them the last couple of years, and it hasn't been always clean or smooth or. And it hasn't, no. It, and it hasn't, and even they admitted that. They admitted that it hasn't been done great or hasn't been smooth. And um, so that to the to the ladies, uh, Anna, Fianni, Leanne, uh, Kelly, Jamie, Roland, Kevin, um, and uh, there was a uh, I'm missing one. Where's Leanne and? They're not Les- listening. They're not listening. Yeah, but I want to make sure <laughs> it gets the names. But anyway, yeah. Um, but, they but they were note, you but, could understand how that that could be right they're very and i'm not, oh I'm yeah not but no that's tri- even control. yeah you you set it up that way and then the whole emailing was like i was you know it was like i was they're all they're all uh, from the older generation they're not older older ladies and it was kind of like the emails kind of came across as you know get off my fucking lawn type attitude like these old yeah. people that sit on the front of their porch and just yell all the time yeah. And I'm just like, that was sort of the way, but, and then it kind of got opened up it, it was, yeah. and it was all emails. It was only a few phone calls. It was all done through email. I've got email chains that are, I don't know, 50, 60, 70 emails long. Yeah. And, um, they are all like, 
super checking up and I was I banged out everything whether it was the BC WorkSafe shit I had answers every time I made the calls like again if you know me I'm like I make sure I I get my ass done and do the work and mm-hmm. um they were so impressed which by the time I got there it was almost like I had I had already knocked it out of the park mm-hmm. and then um once I met them all Chris they invited me to a fucking Christmas breakfast man I got invited to the town of Chilliwack Christmas breakfast. I'm in there in my cool. sweats and my and my hoodie and my toque, eating <laughs> coffee and muffins and bagels and shit with the mayor and the fire chief and the all these these high society folks and and uh, man they 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 dressed up this one of the halls one of the buildings with all this Christmas stuff and lights and LCD screens and they had all this food come in and there's me Quinn and Eric freaking just all we literally had been living in the trailer for the last I don't know two or three days. And uh, kind of stink in and, you know, whatever we were doing and uh, go in there. And that side of things, the, the worry I had was uh, was knocked out of the park uh, by by all the people that worked for us, all the people you got me, Eric and Beats doing the track and the watering with Corey and even bringing this that fucking um, sea can and all that. I was super worried about that. And then, you know, people in the parking lot and obeying the rules and ended up um, on that side of things. They were pleasantly happy like they're so stoked about it all which made my uh made my trip ever so easy on that side of things so i was i was pretty pumped about that and and um you know from from that going into the racing side new fit that just kind of eased my mm-hmm. almost every almost every day i felt like i got the leash the leash that i thought i was going to have was just kind of getting looser and looser and looser yeah for sure i mean there i mean that that building is pretty prestigious i mean there's not a lot of them in in this country that are like that. And I think that the people that work there, they, they treat it as their own, even though they're just workers for the most part. But um, yeah, there's no question that, that, you know, I think that you did a good job with the communication part was key. Right. And there was lots of things like, obviously I've been involved with this um, for years and years now. And there was lots of things that we or you and we, I guess, figured out (laughs) that, that we did to watch we, what he says all the time, eh? Can no, I know. Like I'm just, I'm pins and needles here. <laughs> but there's things that we figured out, Baldy, that I was maybe stressing about because we've stressed about it because that's the way that I was told it had to be done. Yeah. As far as the flagger boxes and the BC work safe and the you know little things that we might have you know the light the light stands and everything like that because that's how we've done it for so long. But I think it was it was good to figure out that we didn't quite need all that stuff. You know what I mean? So yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Well, because I mean, that's that extra little stuff is a lot of work. Like I've been so paranoid about flaggers for the last five years since that one got hit that it's like, man, you want to wrap them in a, in a, in, in bubble wrap because, but at the end of the day, obviously they're still concerned, but we didn't need to stress about that <laughs> as much as we had in the past. Right. So um, little things like that were fun to, well, fun to figure out that, Hey, we don't need to focus as much on that coming into next year yeah. and, and and further on. So, where was your curiosity at, Ken? Again, like I said, we didn't tweet a ton, we didn't communicate. Like, were you sitting and just going, "Oh, I wonder how this is going. Is this working?" And yeah, I follow. Uh, do you follow? Uh, yeah, I follow, follow the results. Ammo? No, follow yeah, ammo? I do follow Ammo. On, well, no, not on Twitter. Uh, are, are you no, guys on Twitter? Well, I don't. I do have it, but I don't use Twitter much for Ammo. Just Instagram and Facebook. Okay. Yeah, I don't really use either of those. Um, yeah, <laughs> I was checking, I was, as you guys know, I was checking just on the web or on, on the internet, uh, a couple of websites were posting the results and stuff. So I followed along that way. 
and I followed your Twitter. Uh, lots of good, or our Twitter, I guess I should say. Uh, I enjoyed the videos of Noof showing his uh, athletic prowess and stuff like that. That was. Oh, funny. we'll get into that. Yeah, that's yeah. that's literally. Um... I, I got a question for Noof though. How did the uh, you were kind of saying that you're a little worried about how the beer was going to go? How did that work out? I think it all worked out in the end. I mean, it was once again the same thing as I said here in my chair and mm-hmm. was on the other line with Galdi uh, doing the liquor license. It sounded pretty overwhelming, right, Galdi, when we were yeah, doing it. Yeah, one hundred percent the numbers and the the checklists and the signage and the blah, blah, blah. So I was kind of stressing about that. Um, but when Galdi and I met up on the Sunday before the first event and we went to the liquor store, it was kind of like, hey, you guys can kind of do whatever you want. I mean, yeah, you're supposed to follow this and you're supposed to follow that. <laughs> and yeah, we, and then we, we walk out of the liquor store with like $1,200 worth of booze. Nice. Like, yeah, like I mean, it was nothing. Like we were doing nothing. Like you, anybody could have done it. Yeah. I mean, we didn't have to tell. We went in and talked to the, I don't know, the lady, the supervisor at the liquor store. Hey, we have this liquor license. She kind of looked at us like, I don't really care what you Yeah. <laughs> nice. Like she would have sold it to a guy walking in that was just filled yeah. right out or homeless or whatever. The guy had the money. Yeah, you're fine. Go ahead. But uh, yeah. I mean, it was a nice, I, I like, you know, obviously it wasn't. It wasn't something that was going to make the event go or not go, but I think it was a nice little treat. And I mean, if you looked at there every night, I mean, obviously oh. you were the one buying the booze. I mean, we sold a whack of booze really for yeah, a little uh, amount of effort that was put into that side of it, right? I mean, it wasn't yeah. like we had some big spectacular beer garden section with, with lights and girls dancing on tables. I mean, it was just literally... <laughs> A cocaine grand, breaking a, out and freaking yeah. We had one, one bartender and a couple coolers and and some bags of ice and we just strolled booth. Right? I think so, uh, Ken Noof's biggest worry was making sure that it was all going to be cold and people would have enough to drink. Yeah, because That's he didn't like host, he did, after the event after the first one. He's like, hey man, like, do you think we can get more beer in there? Like, like, can we make it bigger? Can we do this? His worries went from like. Just how being able to have it to being like, can we get more? Can they have more? Can we open it later? <laughs> like this kind of thing. Because yeah. his buddies and the guys even text me. Well, it was it got cut off. For, I ended up screwing up the first night. I thought our license was like to a certain time, so I got it cut off a half an hour early. Okay. So they're like, it was cut off, and the beer was warm, and and we couldn't see, and we did it, and I'm like. Guys, I got a beer garden this year, man. It hasn't been around for a while. Like, can we yeah. not look at that? And I'm like, yeah. I'm, I'm, I got to do it slow. Like, let me get a little taste in there and not upset everybody. And then next year, well, we should have done it this way and you should have done it that way. And I'm just like, ah, oh, fuck, here we go. Everybody yeah. can do it and everybody yeah. is. But like you said, it worked out about as perfect as it could have. I think we, at the end of the day, I think we went through about 40, like, um, how many had we had at the end there, Noof? We had about six cases, maybe, right? Five six cases? cases yeah. Yeah, oh, so wow, I'd say we good. went through, like, 40 to 40, 40, 45 cases of beer and probably 25-ish between nudes and White Claws. So, like, 60, 65, 70 uh, overall total at all, all 22 fours and, and, and 30 packs, so you know, do the math on that. It was, it worked out about, pretty good. I, like, I bet you when it was all said and done, golly, it was about 2000 cans of booze served out of there in four days. Oh, yeah. Wow. And we That's were awesome. allowed 450 a night. So we pretty <laughs> much a weekend. hit our mark. Oh, it was a weekend. Okay. Shit. Uh, <laughs> we hit our markers. Then, I guess maybe over, over, I thought it was a night. I thought it was a night. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it worked out. I, I, I didn't, I wasn't able to, I haven't been able to crunch the numbers just yet. 
and people will know why here shortly, why I haven't sat down and done numbers, but um, it worked out like, whether, I don't know if it made money or if it cost me money. I really don't give a shit. It was just a nice added bonus. And like, like anybody knows if you're, uh, you know, like sporting events, um, uh, having a beverage or a beer garden or a drinking capability is pretty important for um, everybody going right. The yeah. like what it, yeah. and 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 I feel like the very first night it was fifty fifty girls and guys. So yeah. there was chicks in there just pounding the claws and the nudes and the beers and. But that <laughs> for that beer garden, what that has helped with all also Goldie is taking the stress off the building because one of the biggest thing issues we had last year yeah was that we didn't have a beer garden and people when they come to these events they want to drink and i understand i mean it's no different than us going to a hockey game or baseball game or whatever we want to have drinks yeah. so what people were doing were you know sneaking drinks in putting them in in different bottles or yeah. whatever but then the the barn crew would go around in the morning and empty all the garbage cans inside and they were full of fucking booze cans, yeah right yeah. And they'd be like this can't happen and then so we ended up having to hire security and the security wasn't doing a good job and so that really i mean some of that was still going on don't get me wrong i mean yeah, people, yeah. people will do whatever it takes but it really that made those guys happy that the liability side of things was condensed down into that little yeah. area right? there was people <clears throat> sneaking cans into the beer garden no, for sure. My dad, yeah. my old man was security Ken. I got my dad out there, security, seventy eight year old, and and uh, he's like busting chicks with beers in their purses, and he's like, "What are you guys doing? Like, like this? <laughs> we have a beer bucks. garden here, yeah. guys. Like, what are you yeah. like? And we, oh, we didn't know. We thought we could bring it in, and he's like, "What fucking any sporting event can you bring your own beer and do? Like, what <laughs> you know? So it was kind of funny. He had a couple of funny moments with some things, and and he uh, he actually told me one funny story where the guy had a beer open that he was trying to sneak in in his coat like a like a, a plaid coat pocket it was like in his top coat right like where like over top of your chest and he's like i see it it's right there he's like no 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 i can so my dad just took his finger and just smashed the beer in his chest and it blew up all over the guy he's like <laughs> nice. well you're not drinking that in this beer garden bud like this kind of thing so that was pretty entertaining but yeah like you said it was uh i've sort of not controlled the last couple of years and this year it was 95 percent controlled and and everybody respected it in it and uh, it was it was a hit it was a hit by the end of it and next year i've already got uh ideas to make it better and bigger and and they've said i can do different things and and all this kind of stuff so yeah you know i like uh like this whole thing i i was coming in as a, in a brand new relationship with everybody sort of like you know when you meet your first girlfriend or boyfriend you're unsure of things and you know, it, it went really well. So I think next year we can get a little bit more kinkier in the bedroom and uh, we can maybe throw some toys around, maybe talk about some extra partners and, and our, our relationship will evolve. We're falling in love. So, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, that was that was a good addition. Uh, and then now to the, to the event side itself, I mean, it pretty much went, I knew if I think you, I think it went pretty much unhinged at every single facet. You know, we might've been a little bit, running around in a couple of moments and delayed. But like, other than that first uh, weekend where it was, holy Christ, the ambulance must have came fucking seven or eight times. Yeah. Um, you know, and it was just weird little crashes, nothing too crazy. Maybe the track was a little bit easy, but also I'm also on the, the cusp of something's easy. Like you still have to ride within your means a little bit. Like, cause a lot of good guys got hurt, right? You got Dexter Sites, Julian Bennick, Haley Kayer, um, we're all crashed down. And then the, the riders like Dubuque and that uh, Kernstead kid 
they hadn't really been riding at all. Yeah. You know, so they just kind of driving by the building and, oh, hey, let's go racing. And they got hurt. So other than that, it was, man, the the, the tracks were mint. Kyle Beaton did a freaking great job with my buddy Eric. Um, actually, before we get into that, I guess I should talk about it. I drove out. So uh, we we decided to to drive out there because looking at, like, Airbnbs or hotels, I borrowed some tough blocks from the Triple Crown guys and the Cherubies markers. I needed all my computers and printers and, and scoring gear and all this kind of stuff. So myself, the now champion Quinn Amiot and Eric Schilt um, got in the truck and we crossed the border literally three weeks yesterday morning at uh, about, I think we left about six o'clock or seven o'clock. So we were literally on the road for 21 days with 21, 22 days today. And uh, we, we went stateside and uh, blew a couple of tires for some entertainment um, you know, making fun of Quinn while he's sleeping and Eric's huge snows when he's sleeping, always bumping into the windows. And we got through the States, no weather problems. Everything went, man, I got there, what, two days early? Yeah, you got there Friday. You left yeah. on, a, on a Wednesday and got there Friday. So we were able to hit up Earl's Girls and Ricky's Restaurant, have some drinks, went to News for dinner and kind of really, you know, soaked it in. We didn't, we weren't allowed to get into the building till Monday. So, and then, so I parked my trailer, Ken, my big fifth wheel trailer. Yep. This huge parking lot, beautiful little area in Chilliwack, lots of room. And Noof comes out, he parks his trailer, and we literally park in a spot where the fucking sun does not shine at all, all day. <laughs> like, we have, we're in the fucking, so it would have been mint if it was the summer, but since it was kind of chilly, like, the sun never fucking hit us at all. And I'm like, man, why did I fucking park here? Like, I set everything up, didn't even think about it because the sun was shining, it was warm. We plugged in, and, uh, yeah, didn't have... Didn't have a drip of sun for three fucking weeks because of where this where it just kind of turned around and where we were parked beside this building that just shaded us. So that weather, was kind of weather was pretty good overall though. We couldn't have got much more lucky as far as that, that goes. Cold yeah. a couple days, but yeah, but yeah, not not bad. A little bit cold for sure, but not uh, not even like for you guys. I don't even think that's like super cold. But for us East Coast guys, it was like it felt colder because it's that really wet cold out there. Yeah. Um. So it was like to the bone and chilly a couple times, but. Um, yeah, weather was great. We had that one day where it rained, I think it was the Friday round three and uh, it rained the majority of the day. We had tents set up like always. And I'll knock myself and, and, and Eric, we were always one step ahead of anything that we thought might occur. And like, that is something I pride myself on. My, my mind's always going, you know, and, um, to get things going, like to, okay, tents going up. Okay. We got to put tents up here to think up for a laneway. Cause there, there's some people outside and, uh, Oh, we gotta, we gotta. Oh, hey, the staging is gonna go this way. Let's put, let's move this over here. Oh, let's put some fencing here or things like that. You know, Noof was like, oh, the fans. Don't forget the fans. You were always good with the fans, Noof, because that was something new. We had to put these. Although I think those were useless, but I don't feel like those fans did anything. I don't know about you, but they seemed like they just made a lot of noise to me. It depends. Yeah, it's so hard in there because with all the doors open, technically you could spend a whole day every 20 minutes moving the fans in different directions because of the way the wind blows through there. Right. So, yeah. I mean, if you look the the second weekend, the, the air quality was the first weekend, in my opinion, the air was not great. I mean, it was average for arena cross, but the second weekend there was zero fumes in there because of the way that the breeze was blowing through. The yeah. Pool. We didn't have to have the fans on. Right. So yeah. It, it just <laughs> depends. But I mean, and you, you technically by the, if you were to write a book about how to run arena cross, you got to have ventilation, right? So whether yeah. it works or not, it uh, yeah, it ended up being good. And then on the racing side and the turnout, I was a little, I'm a little bummed at the turnout. Um, Noof sold me on a little bit more. I'll, we we won't lie about that. 
Um, but I feel like there's a bit of a transition in BC going on right now. Um, a little uncertainty, what's going on, what's coming next, what tracks are happening. Uh, there was a lot of conversation new for it about the W can not maybe maybe happening, which is is not coming back to BC this year. Um, and then I think just overall cost of things, right? Even though I made it a little bit cheaper, um, we we didn't charge people to go in the pits. Um, you know, everything was super organized, all this stuff. Like even you said, you were surprised you didn't see. There's a lot of people that yeah. you didn't see there. Yeah, I mean, I I, I guess I, uncertainty might not be the right word because I mean we did come off a strong outdoor season where the entries were solid and probably the most consistent we ever had. And it's been a long enough break last year. We fucked up because we made the first round in October of arena cross and it was a little bit too close to outdoors. Um, so, you know, I kept saying that 300 number, which obviously you made sure that I knew that we didn't hit that. <laughs> well, you still owe me 500 bucks. Maybe yeah. Well, yeah. I barely, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I was disappointed too, Goldie. I'm not going to lie. I, I really thought with just the hype that, you know, talking about it, you know, with release and info and plenty of time and in this and that, that people, I mean, the entries were still strong, but there was lots of people there that I thought, man, where, where is this guy? How come they didn't come? But I you know, the cost of things, everything like that. I mean, that's something that we can't control. I mean, with any with anything, it was cheaper this year to do arena cross as far as the, the hard cost goes for the customer and entry fees and stuff like that. But man, like you and I talked about it, like fucking hotel room in Chilliwack is, you know, $200 plus. And, yeah, yeah. and the roads aren't great with it snowing and people don't, you know, people already got their trailers winterized and, and stuff like that. Like it's, it's a tough thing, man, and that's one thing that uh, from the promotion side that you just can't guarantee of how many people are going to come. Lots of people will tell you they're coming, but until they're there, um, you know. And, and you know what was also weird is I was obviously the numbers were lower the second weekend, but if you count how many entries we lost with injuries the first it, weekend, which it was, was almost identical, yeah. But it's crazy because there was lots of new people there the second weekend, which. I think really came, I'm not going to give full credit to it, but came because they heard how good the first weekend was. People were waiting to see, man. Like, people yeah. were waiting to see, hey. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah 100%. So if we had had all those new people that came the second weekend and not those injuries the first weekend, we might have hit 290 or 300, close to, closer to 300 than we were, right? So, yeah. Um, yeah, kind of a little bit bizarre that way. But I was thinking, dude, we were going to be lucky to get 200 entries the second weekend with how many people got hurt and little bangs and bumps and bruises. And some other people I know didn't come, came the first weekend. They didn't come the second weekend because they had family vacations planned and, and shit like that. But uh, overall, I was slightly disappointed. But I will say, I think from your standpoint, and I'll speak for you on this, it was very control controllable with the two call it 250 entries that we oh, have yeah. to be able to give them a good bang for their buck and, and hammer through things and, and be on schedule. You know, you start getting into that 300 mark. There's a lot more divisions and qualifiers and LCQs and blah, blah, blah. You know, the list goes on. So I oh, think for, for yeah. a first go around the, the, the mark, it, it worked out. Right. Well, I mean like the schedules were like, yeah. new. we were almost to a T on every, like yeah. literally every time, on the practice and then the afternoon motos and the night show, we were to a T yeah. to the timing, right? Uh, even ahead a little bit uh, kind of thing. So yeah, I a hundred percent want you to add more, like you want more cause it makes more money. 
Yeah. Right? Or you buy this and that. But then you also, when you have more, it could have more problems, right? More money, yeah. more problems kind of thing. So, yeah. Um, it's, uh, I was, I was, no, I'm happy. And, but I understood, like, we kind of talked a little bit. I could <clears throat> understand about how Leslie Future West kind of was him and hawing a little bit about doing it and, and people not showing the cost because I did well on the sponsorship shot. I went out and I, I banged some doors. You opened a couple up for me and then I knocked a whack down on my own. Um, and was able to get some pretty good sponsor money, and that <clears throat> that really helped sort of just make things a little bit easier. Yeah. Um, and you know, I was I was aggressive going in, whether it was a trophies or prizing or whatever it is, but I didn't go too too far because I didn't want to overextend. But yeah. then I was able to kind of do some other things like we did with the goggles and a few other little things and all that you know that extra payback that we did for the pro stuff after the weekends because I could you know see him with this because uh, Ken I like I went in this. And I went on a budget with no fans. I did it with no fans at all, okay. like no people coming to the event because I've never run an event with spectators. So yeah. there was like, yeah. it was kind of bonus money, right? The way that I built my business plan for it, um, the way that I wanted the money being spent and where it was going. And I'm like, whatever I get, what I get. And <clears throat> to new sort of thing, I, I wanted it to be controlled. I didn't want to have, I, I, I mean, I wanted to have thousands of people. But I also didn't want to because I I didn't know if I could have enough people to control everything, whether it was garbage yeah. cleanup and and drinking and all that stuff, right? So I think my my idea of that, and I didn't go too hard on like promoting to like, hey, everybody in Chilliwack, everybody in Langley and Abbotsford, come yeah. on out, everybody, come on out, you know. And I was having Troy, but, hey, can you do this and can you do that? And I'm like, moving, I, I, but moving forward now, now that you kind of know like, yes. what the costs are, the hard costs next year, you can budget in for security right like yeah exactly so there's not the fucking low life sneaking in with the beer in the back or the low life sneaking in with not can we just a, talk about that like the wristband are, and shit like that right like new foot like are people really that like i don't think anybody came to the event that was struggling to pay their bills yeah. you know what i mean like we didn't have like fucking full dirty homeless people or or any criminal act kind of people folk coming in it was there are people from our industry or friends of friends or whatever it was Yet there are still people willing to just rip you off for yeah. 20 bucks or yeah. slide beer. And like, why the fuck do people think like that? Like, I don't because understand. Is that that's wild. just the world we live in now, yeah. man? It's Ken, Ken could attest to that. It's like they like, oh, if they can save 20 here, even though somebody's paying for it in the long run, right? Like the building caught, they don't think of that, right? They're just yeah. coming in and they think they own the place without buying a wristband. So uh, it's um, just that our community is just even some of the, 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 the parents, which is very like very small amounts, like, oh, I gotta buy this and we gotta pay that. Yeah. I'm like, well, I mean, how do you expect this to be done? Yeah, you know, like I don't like, you know, it, it wasn't a lot at all, but a few of them. I'm just like, I'm scratching my head and like, well, how do you expect? I had lots this to be people, paid. For? I had lots of people going like when we were doing the building sweep. All these like, hey, do you, you got you got to put your wristband on. Oh, do I really have to wear? Just wear the fucking wristband. Man. Oh. Well, our uh, Cassius Alexander, his mom's like, I don't. It looks tacky. I don't really like the way it looks on me. And I'm like, oh my Jesus. god, put the damn bracelet yeah. on, lady. We were actually having a joke about it afterwards. She was a yeah. she was a great, great one of the great moms out there, kind of thing. But anyway, she she the very first interaction with her was the Thursday or no, uh, yeah, Thursday morning practice. And I'm like, yeah, you got to wear these bands. And I'm like, I don't really want to wear it. I don't really like the way it looks, and yeah. I don't want to forget <laughs> it on. And I'm like, oh my god. Okay, yeah. but it ended up being kind of a running joke as I saw her through the the, the coming weekends and stuff. But, um, but yeah, just I don't know that that just irks me. Like when yeah. I go to something, like you just like that's what you do. You you gotta pay. You gotta plan to pay for it, kind mm -hmm. of thing. But uh, 
Um, anyway, kind of a side note there, but, um, but then now into the racing, like, uh, I mean, new you've, you've known it forever, but Ken, BC is spoiled with this, this series, like yeah. the, yeah, the, the like ability it. for these kids to learn the transition from triples and finish line doubles and in and out of turns quick and passing on only a 10 foot laneway. Yeah. Like just even my kid, uh, I brought him out brand new. He's never ridden anything like this. Like they don't really know much different. They just, you know, stay between the lines, Yeah. but like he started learning how to figure out what, how much room on the track he had and, you know, kind of thing. And he was spotting things like, it's just like uh, the value that they have in their racing um, skill set is, man, it's cool. Like I, I name, I just name off kids like right from the bottom. I got uh, Sawyer Saunders and Zen and Persian and Acres kid, right? Right from the bottom noof. And then in the seven eights, you got Hoyer, uh, Vitali um, uh, coming through. And then your 65s with your Balzer and, and Gibney and, and uh, Macklem, like these kids that they're, well, you've seen it for years, so this is nothing new for you. But, like, God, these kids are going to be so freaking good if they continue to just learn the transition between the doubles and on the gas and trying to double the whoops and in and out of turns. I just – I really felt cool watching that as it was going. And, I mean, I've been I've been going there for years too and, and stuff. But it just – I don't know. It felt on this side of my fence, like being the promoter, I'm like, we're doing something really cool – for their skill set of, of their racing career. And that made me feel really good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's kind of double-sided on that. So yeah, I, I agree with everything you said, but when you say spoiled, you're 100% right. Because when they go to an actual quote unquote real arena cross, like IE Calgary yeah. or a, a, a hockey size arena, cause that's really what arena cross is. They think it's a joke. They're like, "Why are we racing here?" Like, yeah, yeah. And like, this is dumb. The track sucks. But that's what we grew up racing on, like East Coast guys. Like, that's real arena cross. So that you could almost call Chilliwack like it's mini supercross in a sense. I mean, it's yeah. a 40, 40 plus second lap time track. Okay. They think it's hilarious that when we go to a track that's twenty two seconds, twenty three seconds long, but that's real arena cross. So it does kind of give them a little chip on their shoulder of like wait, we're not going anywhere else to ride arena cross unless it's like Chilliwack in a yeah. sense, right? So, yeah. Um, other names, Zeitner, uh, River Balzer, and Ryland Sawyer, Luke Dodds. I don't know. I could go on and on. It was cool. And for me, you know, I, I know these are new families and new racers, and and I'm a bit of a savant with names and numbers and stuff like that. So now getting to know and see them, I just – now for me as a fan for years, if I'm still doing TV, I don't know how long I'll keep doing that, but – um, you know, these are the names I'm going to be saying for years. And it's just kind of cool to see that stuff for sure. And, yeah. um, pro class was, uh, can you follow the results? Did you think it was strong weak? What did you, what do you think of how, you know, you didn't get to watch it obviously, but just yeah. give me your thoughts on from outside looking in from the, you know, just watching the results pages. Um, yeah, it looks pretty good. Like, I don't know what I really expected, but it's lots of the same guys that we saw at, um, Calgary and medicine hat and all that kind of stuff. A few of the top guys weren't there, but, um, Few surprising results. I well, Quinn obviously crushed everybody. Did he? The result only results I could find didn't have the last day. Did he win that too? Um, he won every overall. He didn't win every moto. Okay. So. Yeah. He, okay. he won. Yeah, he lost three else. motos. Three of them. He only lost three motos. Okay. Right. Colin Jern won two, and uh, Benick won one. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, it's. It, well, I was a Jern didn't win two. Jern won one, and Racine won one. Oh, that's Benick, right. That's right. Benick yeah. won two right one one yeah it was only he only lost three but yeah that's right i forgot i thought jaron won two um i i was a little i wanted to be stronger 
but I also kept telling myself that this is new and, uh, you know, the pro racer these days are, they're hard to win over. They're, they, you know, obviously they, they want money and that's understandable, but well, it's a little bit of a different attitude. I think new right? Like who didn't, who didn't race that you thought would be there though? Um, well, I guess just the ones that we were talking to prior, you know, Dylan Wright was going to come, Taylor yeah. Ward was going to come, Jess Pettis yeah. was going to come. Yeah. Um, you know, and we were, we had money for these guys we had the ability to put some Mitchell Harrison, yeah. Like they were coming and everything looked good. And then they didn't even answer back. Like they didn't even yeah. fucking text us back. You know, I guess that I guess it wasn't like uh, the, the start off the weekend there on the first Friday night. I mean, what do we have? 18, right? Uh, yeah. Seven. Uh, yeah. 17, 18. Yeah. 18. And then, I mean, I was bummed that the two Americans, Jern and, and the Udeman. Udeman guy, it was U.S. Thanksgiving for them, so they went back and raced Monroe and spent time with their family, so I understood. And then they didn't come the second weekend because they went to Boise for round one of Arena Cross, which, oh, yeah. I mean, I get it. I understand, but, like, it wasn't like the purse was shit. But I guess when you do the conversion to... Oh, know, dude. You know, it's garbage. Jared uh, got the 750 and it was, like, $507 or something yeah. when they transferred. I'm just like, oh, my God. Yeah. And then we lost uh, Yates. Due yeah, to injury. We lost uh, Lane Newens due to injury, and uh, Dawson Gravel maybe to injury. Yeah, Gravel but, didn't finish. I mean, the, it averaged the, out. I just wrote about it uh, in a column that I do. We averaged out with like thirteen, really, is what it was. I mean, we always had one on the back row pretty much the whole time. So nobody reads that column, dude. Just stop I know, doing it. I, nobody <laughs> reads it. Anyway, <laughs> I gotta do what I gotta do. But uh, I mean, being there. There wasn't one race that I can think of that didn't have some sort of excitement in it. Like, yeah, yeah. there was a ten. There was a shit ton of takeouts. Like, nothing crazy, dirty, or anything like that. But poor Devin Smith got put on the ground more times than I could count. Oh yeah, a uh, little bit of drama back in the pits, which got my blood flowing a little bit, which I always like getting into. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, there was smashing and banging, and Julian Benick was probably outright the best speed of the whole week whole two weeks but he couldn't hold it together and and quinn got better every time in my opinion and racine showed flashes of speed and and Jungfenzef was pretty consistent yeah um and then you know you had nick collins in there which obviously not a huge name in the in the series but a good he's starter. good, eh? like, yeah, he's good, good and, and not a big indoor guy by any means and then, uh, then we had uh, uh, Taron Gerber who hasn't raced in a year. He decided to race, so that was kind of neat to see. Just to, uh, put another guy on the gate, and uh, and then Blake Davies being the the quote unquote intermediate guy. Still, I mean, he knows how to ride those barns, which we obviously seen to be competitive with the guys that have bigger names than him, the Racines and the Amiots and and yeah. whatnot. Um, it was exciting to watch in the format that Galdi came up with with the three mains and you know 10 12 14 laps each i mean on a 40 second lap time um there were long races it was good yeah the 14 was about 10 minutes i think which yeah. obviously is not even halfway in the outdoors but god it seems long ain't it that 14 lapper oh my god yeah um but, uh, uh, i think overall the pro thing was it was it once again it was a step up from what we've had right so um you know, to have those quality guys in there, I think it, it was good. Parker Eels, obviously, you can't take it away from him. I mean, he was rock solid in there, too. Um, but I think I think for the most part, it, it's something to build off of uh, yeah. for years to come. I, once again, it's, you know, we would have loved to have the Jess Pettises and the and the Dylan Wrights, and, and they were close, but 
maybe there was just a little bit of a question mark on, hey, is this thing going to be janky or shitty or what's really it all about? I don't know. But but then the way, so the way that I work, Noof, and I think you you know this, is like the boys that did drink my Kool-Aid, they will be getting the extras for next year from me. Yeah, I will sure. be yeah. I will be making sure the Quins and the Eels and the Racines, hey, yeah. guys, you guys want to come? How can I make sure to get you there to help you come there or something like that? Yeah. And then the other guys will be taking a backseat as far as me going to bat and yeah. trying to build something with them. You know what I mean? These guys uh, that did this first year, they're now part of my family, and I'll go to bat. And I did that uh, with that extra money. Newf was kind of mad at me about this a little bit, kind of laughed at me, but this is probably where he feels good about not being the partner. He didn't want to be the <laughs> I in this part. So after night one, Ken, yeah. I had uh, we had a good night, a bunch of cash, and things were good. And I'm like, you know what? I want to do something good for the pro purse. So I come up with this idea, and I throw in another $1,100. So coming up, and it was... Uh, Whoever got sixth, or, uh, or no, yeah, sorry, that was the first of the finish line one, right? Yeah. So whoever got first of the finish line, because it was kind of like a, almost a full track. Okay. Um, I added another two hundred dollars, and it was three different guys that won it. So it was Racine, um, Amiot won one. Journey. Amiot got two, I think. Journey got one, didn't? Or Journey got one, maybe. Yeah. Anyway, anyway and so the guys were like, "Oh, dude, thanks a lot. That was awesome." And then I, I, I continued into next weekend. So now I'm, I put, and I put up five hundred bucks. If anybody won all three mains, an extra five hundred dollars on anybody else. So I did it the next Friday and the next Saturday, and we did it like whoever finished sixth, and then the uh, six, whoever finished sixth in the main events got two hundred bucks, and that was three different kids. Okay. And then, uh, and then the final one, I did it. I put in twelve hundred bucks, and I put it to, and Quinn ended up winning all three on the Friday, so he won the extra five hundred. And then on the Saturday, the final one, I ended up doing a two random finishes in the main event for $200 each. So $400 extra. And it went, uh, uh, seven, four, seven in the first one, three, 10 in the second one, and then eight, 11 or something. In the third one yeah. for, and all, and everybody got different, like Gerber got one, did Liam Dodds. Like I put some extra money in these kids that wouldn't have got the first or second thirds, maybe yeah. fourth places kind of thing. So, cool. um, I don't know. I just, I, I, I was pumped. That made me feel good. I was able to do it. And those guys were super, um, acceptable about it. Noof was doing a lot of oh Jesus, oh what are you doing in the riders <laughs> meeting? It was it was kind of funny, but I was I, tossing, I, tossing money around like he was fucking Feld Motorsports <laughs> out there, right? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I I just like I come ac I I really want everybody to do well if I'm doing well. I think that's a great way to do business and and keep everybody happy to be a part of it. Because Noof, you know, they're fucking twelve hour days. They're fucking oh, early right. mornings. You're in the smoke. You're it's long, the staff, and you know, it yeah, it really takes its toll on things. I mean, if you watch any of the videos that got made by AP Films, you saw new for running Ken. It's yeah. fucking ugly. Like guys like him can't do these long days like that, and he, you know. <laughs> but he did because he wanted to be a part of it and help me out. And and um, and yes, new. If I still owe you money, don't worry. Like money's coming. I only gave you that money in the dark. Just a big wad. A big. Now, big, now I feel better. Big, no, no, of course I, 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 you know I was giving you more. <laughs> Actually, um, I didn't. To be honest with you. Seriously? Yeah, I thought you know, I kind of left in the dark I, a little bit. But anyway, I have, so. well, you did get left in the dark the last few days, and that's what we're about to get into here. Yeah, you, let's get every, into that. Everybody Ken, got left in the Ken dark. Can't, Ken can't control. Is gonna. Yeah, fucking... I'm excited. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Um, well, here let's do the little halftime read quick. Uh, okay. Little halftime. We got a big shout out to. Renegade Fuel, races that win, pour it in. Haul race fuel, passionate about racing with the roots to prove it. 
And Gopher Dunes, large off-road recreational park with multiple tracks and trails. Learn to ride with our Honda Red Rider training program. Pro Shop with great stock on parts, accessories, and service department. And they obviously have all the 2024 membership and track days and costs and they already ready to go. Maybe this is something that uh, you can do for Christmas. Um, uh, a, a gift for Christmas. Get out there and get yourself for Christmas. And uh, ammo, uh, it was one of the, I put a little influx of money to kind of help us get some things off the ground. So uh, business is good right now. Well, business is good. Life is a little uh, out of sorts. And like I said, we'll get in that second. And, and a big shout to the guys at Matrix uh, for building us. Uh, they gave us some goggles and prizing and everything for our gift bags, which were a hit at the event, uh, everything. And then, of course, uh, Brady, Sharon uh, made us some stands and some decals and everything for some stuff. And then Noof, uh, uh, somebody from your wonderful province just fucking stole the stands. <laughs> yeah they've gone missing m.i.a <laughs> yeah i'm i'm a little bummed at that for sure that someone yeah, would just right. take those but that's all if that well i sh shouldn't say if that's all we lost on this trip which obviously you're gonna get into of what's been lost but uh one more shout out matrix concepts canada uh check it out matrixconcepts.ca uh in stock the jet lawrence two-pack the highly Ooh. anticipated 100% Jet Lawrence uh, Armega 2-pack, if you've seen that on social media. So, in stock, uh, ready to order. We actually sold uh, a shit ton of them so far. So, it's been uh, a good little bump uh, before the Christmas season. Do you uh, do you slide a couple of those in your pocket, or do you just, no? Uh, I don't, because oh. I would wear the goggle, because I think that's a little bit weird to uh, wear a, a, a signature goggle. But uh, I do use them for Christmas presents for uh, all Meston's friends that... Uh, that come over so there nice there you go yeah. um okay so sunday we pack up the race is it went extremely smooth uh which i thought it would take way longer to tear down the track and pack everything up we packed the trailer and and uh i've got my trailer and my truck are ready to go we're about to hit the road we're all ready to go about i don't know two o'clock we go get some lunch we relax my my dad and my son riley my one that races they flew out uh, at the beginning of the trip, about two days before round one, and they had lived in the trailer. Me, so me, Eric, Quinn, Amiot, my dad, and my son were all living in my trailer. It was pretty tight by the end of it, yeah, and pretty dirty, um, and smelly, and all all the all the things that men do. Um, and then uh, News like, hey, we're going to have this Christmas thing with a bunch of friends that I hadn't seen in a while. Uh, Stan Sloboda and Joey Sutherland, and and um, uh, a bunch of other guys kind of coming by, and I'm like, you know what, let's. We'll go do that, and then Noof offered to take my dad and my and Riley to the airport later that night. I, my dumbass, they booked him on a red eye. I ended up getting fraudulent on fucking flight charges. Um, I'm about uh, oh fuck five grand in flights money right now with fucking bullshit that I had to deal with. Unbelievable. I got char I went. I booked a flight for them on the way out that didn't even get paid for through some fraudulent travel agent. Ripped me off for like eighteen hundred dollars. No yeah, like my dad gets to the airport. And he, he's calling me, and I'm like, hey, what's up, Dad? He's like, hey, man, I got no tickets. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I got them right here on my phone. I sent them to you. He's like, well, yeah, I got that, but nothing's paid for. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, hey, give, give the phone to the ticket agent. So I give the he's like, yeah, sir, it looks like you bought them through a fraudulent travel agency. We have no record of you actually paying for these. And I'm like, oh, my God. And then they wouldn't let me pay for it over the phone. My dad had to pay for it. He's got a fucking flip phone. He's 80 years old. I'm talking to this flight attendant like, hey, man, you got to look after my geriatric dad. Please walk him to the doors. Please give them receipts. Please, like, <laughs> I'll look after everything. Blah, blah, blah. They ended up making it out there. We get the flights, and then we get ready to get on this flight on the Sunday night. 
me and Eric are pumped. We're going to be leaving like 12, 14 hours earlier than we kind of planned for. Um, we got to get a, we're going to drive, get a good night's sleep. It's just me and Eric because Quinn was going to fly to Calgary to go see he's going snowboarding with his buddies. And I don't know, right around five o'clock or something, I get a call from my wife freaking out because she's following Porter Airlines online and it says the fucking flight's canceled. And I'm like, oh my God. So I get into my email, I'm looking, the flight's canceled. I'm telling Newf, he's like, we'll try to book another one. Or we look at other flights and this and that. Because it says they're trying to get us on another plane, but don't call us, don't bug us right now, basically. Okay. We're trying to figure this out. Now, short staff was the reasoning. Short staff, like, you fucking losers don't want to work. Give me a break. Um, so anyway, the nothing's happening. We look up flight costs. It's going to be like $2,000, this and that. And I'm like, in the moment, I'm like, F it, boys. Get in the truck. Me, Hold Eric. Hold on. In the, in the five-minute moment, in the five-minute moment, you just decided, screw it, which I don't blame you because you were tired. Everybody wanted to go home. Yeah. Um, There was no way. I had no flight test. I'm like, like, what am I going to do? Leave my kid? I'm going to leave my dad and my kid with you for the next couple of days and this and that, blah, blah, blah. So anyway, screw it. Let's get in the truck. We're driving. My dad can't cross the border, so we can't go to the stateside, so we take Canada. Two minutes into the, like two minutes leaving uh, up in the Hope, or not two minutes, an hour or whatever up in the Hope. Full snowstorm, Coquihalla, fucking snow all over the road. <laughs> remember, I, remember yeah. I texted you because I started looking after you left yeah. and Highway uh, 1 was closed down. Oh, no. Jesus way. Christ. And ended up, we, we plowed through. We get through. We're making great time. We're doing shifts. Me, my dad, and Eric, we're doing three hour shifts. No problem. Mostly me and Eric. We get to uh, Monday morning. And we're cruising into Northern Ontario, 6.30. I, I finish a shift from about 2 o'clock in the morning until, I don't know, 6. Stop, fill up gas. My dad's been sleeping. He gets in, start driving uh, just out of Thunder Bay. Uh, about uh, 8 o'clock in the morning, uh, myself, Riley, and Eric are kind of in and out of sleep. In the, they're in the back. I'm in the front seat. Well, I wake up to the fucking truck, out of control, going into the ditch. Boom over the fucking road, into the air, roll the fucking truck and trailer, fully written off. Fucking blood gushing out of my head. My dad is fucking can't breathe. Head face off the steering wheel. Blood smashed face, nose, bit his tongue. Eric and my kid, no scratches whatsoever. We're in the middle of Nipigon, Ontario, 40 kilometers outside of Nipigon, Ontario. No fucking anything around. Snow covered roads. This and that. Wasn't that cold, which is lucky. lucky yeah. I call fucking 911. I'm on the phone. My dad's laying in the fucking grass, blood gushing all over the place. He's fucking in pain, can't breathe. He's complaining about his back. My kid and Eric are covered in fucking diesel fuel because we had a can of diesel in the back of the truck just in case we ran out in northern Ontario. I literally just filled it up at this gas station. So the trailer ends up coming in and smashing everything in the back. The diesel fucking flies through and just coats Riley and, and Eric of diesel gas. So they're all covered in fucking gas. Panicking, starting to freeze in a little bit. Call 911. Like, it's not like we're in a subdivision, right? So I'm trying to fucking get on the phone, looking for my coordinates, trying to figure out where we are. Eric's running down the road trying to find mile markers. My old man's laying on the ground, kind of huffing and puffing and spitting blood and sc not screaming, but he's in pain. But he's breathing. He can move his toes and his hands and everything. And everything's fine. So, and like I said, I'm, I'm bleeding from my head. It's coming down to my eyes. Now I'm fucking wiping it with my fucking diesel covered shirt. And have people and stopped? Have people stopped? So I mean, fire, not yeah, we're not that there's a ton of traffic. Yeah. But. Yeah. So about maybe 20 minutes ish, a car pulls up like a little 
fucking Ford Focus or something with this guy getting he was going to work. He gets said, Hey man, what's up? I'm like, hi, dude. Yeah, everything's called. I'm on the phone with them on one. I'm trying to tell them where I are. He's like, You're near this and that. The lady on the phone didn't know where, didn't have a clue where this was. Then as I'm on the phone with the cop, the, the ambulance picks up and then the fire, and then I'm talking to three different people. We're all stepping on each other. I'm looking at my dad. I'm fucking like, I'm getting pretty emotional because my old man is like the toughest man I know in my life. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at him and he's just fucking beat down on the ground and I'll blood everywhere and shit. But he seems fine. Like he's coherent. I'm talking to him and everything like that. So I was, I was worried, but I wasn't worried. And then my kid, yeah. so my kid got in the car with this guy about 10 more minutes rolls by Eric fucking, I'm like, Eric, we got to start getting some stuff out of the trailer here. I had a whack of cash from the event. Fucking, we were worried about the fucking stuff floating on fire. The, the trailer's full of bikes, tough blocks of cherubies, fucking clothes, fucking everything. We just lived in this thing. It was stacked to the brim for the last two weeks. So, and it's on its side. And uh, so he's climbing up and in, and then he, this guy comes in, and then another buddy pulls over, and they're calling 911, and we're on the phone again, and trying to get through it all. We're covering my dad with blankets, and then the ambulance starts showing up, the fire trucks, the cops. We, we, we wheel everybody out. I'm there doing a report with the cops and this and that. And what had happened, so my dad was, was uh, uh, he gets shipped into the ambulance, and he gets goes to Nipigon Hospital with my kid. And then me and Eric are staying there trying to clean things up and trying to figure out what to do, calling this insurance. I'm texting people, uh, this and that. And then uh, so we get to the, we get to the hospital, and it um, uh, turns out my dad has got a broken back. Holy so God. like a fractured back. And so he's still in pain. And, and uh, the hospital in Nipigon, it's literally, as, it's as big as one of the barns at Chilliwack. It wasn't very big. So this, this super good doctor, everybody's awesome there. They're like, hey, we got to ship him to, to Thunder Bay. I need a 3D scan of his back. I want to make sure it's, there's this one fracture I see and not a bunch more. Because he's, he's really in pain. He's having trouble breathing and all this stuff, right? So um, they, they're like, we're going to get a medevac. I'm like, okay, cool. And then I'm, I'm talking to my mom. I'm talking to my wife. And everybody's crying and freaking out. And it's just fucking pandemonium. I'm trying to calm everybody down. I'm tearing up a little bit. Like, and Newf knows me. I'm not much of a cry guy. I'm fucking seeing my dad. I'm looking at him. And I'm like, holy fuck, you know? And then I'm thinking about my kid in the back and what could have been. And, well, just the whole situation. Yeah. And then, like, it. northern Ontario. Okay, I don't know if you've ever done it. But it's the road's just lined with rock. No, I've Right? Been. Like, the highway's built through stone. And we literally... In the patch that we hit, we hit like the one patch that was like grass and shit. The only the the shittiest part was that when we went off the road, there was a kind of like a driveway. So there was like a hump, and we fucking hit this hump and just Munch. like seat bounces, son of a bitch, and fucking up into the roof and into the thing. And that's when the trailer snapped from the from the truck and literally pulled it right out of the back of the truck and crushed the tailgate of the, the whole back end of the truck and stuff and set the stuff into the front with the did diesel. It, uh, did it snap the fifth wheel hits right out of there? Snapped it, it right out. Like yeah. snapped yeah. it from the, tr- the, the, the hitch probably, is still in there, but broke. Like it was, that, that happened. Yeah. Oh yeah. Cause the trailer could have come through the front, right? Went right through, it could have went right could, through over you. Yeah. Know, right? yeah. No, if you keep thinking about the luck of it all, I and mean, we got yeah. lucky on so many counts of it for sure. And the telephone pole. Yeah, yeah, dude, we missed the pole, but we blew the the mirror came across the side of the truck, the telephone pole, so it blew the mirror off. So we missed that, Holy. like into the front of the truck by inches, right? Yeah. Um. So anyway, my dad's going to the hospital. So Eric has got a friend in fucking Thunder Bay that he goes sledding with. He calls this guy, like Dustin is his name, Dizer, Dizer or something. I'm not trying to say his last name. They've got kids. They're into the sport. They spent time and at Moto Park Ride and blah blah blah. That's how they met Eric. Well, this fucking guy, he drives from Thunder Bay. It's about an hour and a half, hour, 40 minutes with an enclosed trailer, emptied, 
goes to the crash site, tries to pick up as much shit as he can, like our passports and wallets and and off the ground. And then they meet the tow truck there. The tow truck flips it over. And then I got to get a truck to take it to the yard. So they get as much shit as they can, uh, computers and, and all kind of important things yeah. uh, that we could try to find and get. And then, so I'm at Nipigon now with Riley. We're on the phone. He, he's fine. They take my dad. They're going to put him in a helicopter, but then the weather gets bad. So they they pick him up in animals. They take him to Thunder Bay. We get in with Eric, get to Thunder Bay. And we, I go to get a rental car. I get all my insurance on the phone. I get a fucking tr- rental truck. So they give me this this Dodge truck. I'm never gonna buy a Dodge. <laughs> I fucking unbelievable horrible truck. Like fuck me, how do they even drive these fucking things? It's a goddamn wheel on the dash to put it in like forward reverse and shit. And yeah, unbelievable. So we get in there. I get the rental. Uh, Riley's like, I want to come with you, Dad. So we go to to the hospital to find my old man at Thunder Bay. So I park. I'm in a merge. I go, hey, I'm here to see uh, Al Gall. Blah blah blah. I get in the hospital. And they're like, oh, yeah, he's up here. And we get in there. I go to this room where he's supposed to be. He's not there. I go outside. I'm like, hey, ma'am, do you know? I'm like, what's his name? Uh, yeah, we don't have that patient here. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm like, uh, okay, okay, well, I, I talked to him downstairs, and this is where he was going. I go, is there another hospital in Thunder Bay? They're like, no. Well, they don't know where he is. They don't know what's going on. I'm, like, kind of panicking now. So I'm sitting in this room, and I'm like, okay, what do I do? And then all of a sudden, here comes fucking... Old Big Al in this bed, fucking all covered in fucking blood, and he's got a neck brace on now, and he's like, he's all high on morphine. He's like, hey guys, what's up? And I'm like, oh my god, dad, I'm tearing up again. I'm like, fuck, they lost you. They don't know where you are. Like, what's going on? And and then so it all calms down. We're there. I call my mom, and I'm getting assessed. The doctor comes in, and they're like, oh, we got to do some more scans, blah blah blah. So Riley's getting impatient. I'm like, hey, we're gonna go back to this Dustin's guy's house. Eric's back there. We can shower. We can clean up. So I take Riley back, and then I'm like, I'm going to go back with my dad. I don't want to leave by myself. I get back to the hospital. I go to the room. He's fucking gone again. <laughs> I go over to the to the front desk. I'm like, hey, where's my dad? They're like, sorry, what's your dad's name? And blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I was here an hour ago. Like, what's going on? I'm like, my dad is 300 pounds, and he can't move right now. Like, where the fuck is he? <laughs> They're like, oh, well, they moved him literally like 20 yards away into another room, but they didn't, like somebody did it without telling them or something. Yeah. So I find them. We sit there. They come in, and uh, they're doing more tests. Da, 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 da. I'm talking with them. I'm, start, I'm falling in and out of sleep. Well, in the meantime, I've booked my wife a flight to come up and get Riley to get him home because we're trying to figure out how to get everything home. I rented a truck and this and that, so I figured all that part out. So she's going to fly in. I'm like, okay, I'm going to stay at the hospital with my dad as long as I can, and then I'll go back and shower and this and that, and then I'll go pick up Amy. She didn't get until 11 o'clock at night. So... Book the flight. My wife doesn't fly at all. I fucking lose her at the airport. We find her, get back in. We get a little bit of sleep. She's literally from flight in at 11, flew back out at five. Get Riley, her on a plane. They're gone. I go back to the house to finish this plan. I got a truck rented. There's a guy driving right now from Thunder Bay in this truck, a retired police officer, Frank, who's a friend of Dustin. This is what he does for a side job now. Just drives people's shit around the country. Okay. So... I got him driving down. He's going to be here tomorrow morning with all the stuff that was in the back of the rig that we could get out after the crash. It's not destroyed and and wrecked and stuff. And so I go, I'm like, okay, I, when I left the hospital the night before I talked to the nurse, I'm like, Hey, I know this isn't a hotel, but we're looking to get out of here tomorrow. I've got this plan. I'm going to come and get my dad around nine 30. If he could be ready with his, with his prescriptions and stuff like that. They're, they're saying he's going to be fine to be released. It's a broken or fractured back. 
it's kind of like a broken rib with a little more pain. Like there's not much they can do. Okay. Um, he's movable and he can move his legs. There's nothing paralyzation, nothing like that. It was all yeah. safe that side of things. So anyway, they're like, yeah, we'll make the notes on the chart. You come back around nine thirty. I'm there at fucking nine thirty-five. If you know me, man, I'm on time. So right. I get in the hospital. I pull up to the front instead of the time because I'm rushing in. I'm just gonna get him. He's fucking gone again, man. <laughs> and they don't. This time they literally don't know where he is. Twenty-five minutes goes by. I'm just like, guys, like, <laughs> what's going on here? They shipped him to another level in another room. Yeah. I finally find it. The women are like, oh yeah, he's been up here and he's making us laugh and blah 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 and this and that. So I wheel him in. I'm like, dad, get. I've got a wheelchair. I'm like, get the fuck in. I kind of help lift him into the wheelchair. I put him in blankets and I basically steal him out of the hospital. Put him in the truck. Drive him over to Dustin's house. Lay him on the couch. Give him a shower. And this is a little graphic now, fellas, but. My old man, 300 pounds, his body's fucking gross, okay? It's fucking gross. <laughs> I had to help shower him, full balls, asshole, the full meal ticket. I'm I'm scarred for a long time, man. It, I could never work in the healthcare profession washing old people and stuff. Oh, my God. There's just stuff that you don't need to see. It's I, I know I'm going to be there one day, but bleh, it was just – it was – I was I, it was awful. <laughs> what I'm having a hard time with this whole thing is, is me – Ken, you've never met Al, but – I've no. known Al for quite a while now, and and man, he is a tough old man. He doesn't want any help from anybody. Yeah, he doesn't like. I'm sure Galdi. He doesn't like hospitals. He thinks oh no, dumb and doesn't want to go there, and this and that. So he must have been in some crazy pain to get yeah, that well, level. He's, <laughs> he's trying to rip out his needle and his, his IV, and he's ripping yeah. these sticky things on his chest. He's like the neck brace, take this fucker. I'm like, Dad, just just <laughs> stay there and go to sleep, buddy. Just try to go to sleep. You got to stay still, and then a. Uh, so I get him over the house. I shower him. I I I I dread myself of all this this memory I have in my head. I'm trying to bury it. It's it's still here all the time. We made lots of jokes about it on the rest of the drive home. So now we go. We got. I get a hold of the the truck, and I'm this and that. I go pick up truck. I got to go over to this yard where my written off truck and trailer that still has the MX101 racing bike and my super on and my kids bike, the tough blocks and all this stuff. Wow. We go over to the yard, we get there, me and Eric, bonsai, we rip through it all, and we get the majority of things that aren't destroyed, everything that's not destroyed in it, into the truck. We load the truck, take the truck back to Dustin's, lift my old man up, put him in the front seat of the truck, and we got home this morning at uh, about 6.30 or 7 o'clock. I pulled in the driveway, pulled an all-nighter. Eric Schultz is a fucking godsend. He, like, in this accident, guys, like... um. He like I even saw it in the moment as we're going into the ditch, and I'm like, "All right, boys, hang on, we're gonna hit this big sort of like tabletop road thing, and fucking jump." I'm like, "Hang on, we'll fucking hold on." He like smothers Riley, like he fucking hugs him and like yeah. smothers him. Mm-hmm. That's like, instinct, right? Yeah, yeah, man, it was yeah. it was fucking amazing of him to do that, and you know, and my mom, I got home this morning, my mom's hugging him, and it, <laughs> it was you know, there's a lot of emotion going on, and and uh so now we've made it home i'm my that guy is going to be here tomorrow morning to unload all this shit i gotta find out where i can put all this stuff right now i gotta get a trailer i'm dealing with insurance and all the stuff and the claims going through and what and the... I, i've got a huge gash in my head i'll send you guys some pictures i got a big cut on my head now and i don't know if I'm, i'll be ever do tv again i look pretty ugly now yeah you're going uh, anyways you're going ugly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah that was the the end of a pretty unbelievable trip like the 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 series and the sponsors and the friends and the people that were just like you know thank you for doing this we had such a great time and they were so pumped we did an awards ceremony and i had 
Uh, Courtney Lloyd helped me out and got me Mucho Burrito. We had a catered dinner for everybody. Like, it, it, everything went so fucking smooth, and the drive was going so smooth, uh, and then this little miss happened, and my dad thinks that he just wasn't paying attention, and it kind of maybe dipped off the side, and the, I, there was a bit of ice on the road, and yeah. there was just nothing at all pulled us out, and next thing you know, we're in the ditch. And like I said, we got super lucky that it wasn't rock. Like, it's just rock everywhere. Like, we'd be, yeah. you know, I, I hate Sid, but we'd all be dead if that was the case. But, yeah. you know, I guess I don't believe in a lot of shit, but somebody didn't want me to die yet, I guess. So, yeah. The the whole thing, when you told me there that morning, just through text real quick, and obviously I wasn't going to bug you because you had a lot of shit going on, but I talked to your wife on the phone and stuff, and she kind of explained a little bit more. But the whole thing, I just was like, are you kidding me? Just with the whole way the flights went with you getting ripped off on the way out. And like, yeah. I mean, yeah. accident yeah. happened. Don't get me wrong. I mean, that, that could have happened to you and Eric going to the U S probably. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. 100%. Chances are lower that it would have happened, but it could have happened. But I was just like, man, like that's how shit happens like this. It was like the flights got messed up. You got ripped off in money. The flight got canceled. You reacted you wanted to get home. Everybody wanted to go home. So you're thinking in the moment you're doing the right thing. And then when that, when the, when the ice comes crashing down and you're looking at the truck and trailer and your dad in the ditch, you just must be like your head. Must I was, oh, I was, like, I was fucked. Yeah. Like I said, I'm not much of a tear guy. I, I did a little bit yeah. of crying and, yeah, and uh, yeah, you have to, you know, yeah, and I'm hugging my, hugging cool. my kid. And yeah. I'm just like, Holy fuck. The emotions were pretty high. And, and he's, he's like in shock, you know, he doesn't really know what's going on. My old lady's just beside herself. Oh, yeah. She didn't want to do any of this. She didn't want to do any of this altogether, yeah. let alone send her kid with her, her papa and, and dad that's working so much. Like, I, I barely saw Riley on race days, right? I had to get yeah. Quinn to fucking take him to the start gate, and you're starting his bike for him and beats yeah. himself because I'm running around and, and yeah. stuff. Yeah. But um, what, we're home. Uh, we're home and everybody's what, safe. <laughs> what ended up, um, obviously, the truck and trailer are right off, but what, did, what got wrecked in the trailer? Anything of huge value or...? Um, just like most computers and printers and things like that. And not, nothing like the bikes were fine. Actually feel kind of bad. Uh, Quinn's bike's got a hole in the rad. It uh, must've got pinched with something. Um, but the MX 101 bike is totally fine. Nothing even on it. The bikes are all like the, the Suron doesn't even look like nothing happened. The generator, just everything else. The, yeah. Like actually it was probably pretty good that we had all the tough blocks. Everything was like sponged in. Well, everything was so tight in there too, right? Right. So, um, but the yeah, the, everything else is a write off, and um, yeah, I got to do the claims well, and all the hey, nonsense the, and stuff. The and, good news is you were talking about how dirty the trailer was on the inside. At least you don't have to clean it now. Yeah. Oh, dude, yeah. the whole conversation on the home running <laughs> from the Coquihalla and going through the fucking winter and stuff, driving by Ken's house, basically. Yeah. I'm just like, oh my god, I got to wash this fucking thing. Oh, it's gonna be cold when I get home. I'm never gonna be able to do it. It's gonna freeze. Yeah. And I'm bitching and moaning about thinking about what I have to do when I get home. <laughs> and um, yeah, now I don't have to do that. I guess it's yeah. some sort of silver lining. And and you get a new uh, trailer. Yep. <laughs> I'll have to get a new trailer here. Yep. I've already been kind of discussing that and figuring that out. But now I'm I'm fucking home i'm sore and i'm just kind of chilling and so, yeah i just you know i i haven't been in a car accident uh since i was six years old five years old yeah six yeah. years old uh with my dad i haven't been in a car accident since that moment and uh it's pretty wild the crunching and the noise and the loudness and the fucking smashing it's yeah it was pretty intense there for a bit you know and i mean i'm i'm, I'm kind of a product of my dad i'm a little bit on the tougher side but yeah i, I got uh, pretty scared there for a bit uh yeah, thinking about the possibilities and, and whatnot. But man, the people that pulled over in the hospitals and everybody and Eric's friend Dustin, 
uh, just like what a blessing to have these guys kind of help and, and kind of be able to have that access to this stuff. Cause it made life really, really easy to, uh, yeah. kind of get through all the, all the scariness that kind of went on. So, so Ken, is that what you thought that we had to tell no. you? I, I didn't know what to expect, but it sure as fuck wasn't <laughs> that. That's, that's incredible. It's wild. I can't believe yeah. I was expecting like, I don't know, you maybe went through the States and you got stopped at the border and it was the same thing as me or something stupid like that. But that's bad. That's no, rough. That would have been the easy route. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah. So, you know, you know, Noof, how uh, we, me and you, so we pride ourselves on like answering texts and emails and everything right away. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I am getting asked about refunds and, oh, where's the payback? And, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I'm looking at my phone. I'm just like, oh, fuck, please fuck off right now. Just fuck yeah. off right now. It's not bugging me. I'll get to it, guys. But obviously these people don't know, right? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But then it comes to the old story of like, just be patient. Don't judge a book by its cover, blah, blah, blah type adages. Like obviously they didn't know, but I, I explained to a few like Hoyer messaged me and I'm like, Hey man, I'm sorry this happened. And uh, Jeff Brown there, Asher's dad. And I didn't, I told him I got an accident. I didn't say anything else. And, yeah. But um, you know, I just, yeah, deal with some of that stuff and, and uh, it, it kind of, it, it irked me in, in the moment. I'm fine now. I was pretty pissed off at the moment. But again, I'm like, these people don't know. They don't know. They just think I'm yeah. flaking on them right now. Yeah. Right. I'm not, I'm not paying them kind of thing. So it was kind of just some little things going through the mind as I'm sitting there thinking of what's next. And then I'm looking at my phone and I'm like, oh, fuck, I got to take care of this still. And I got to do that. And well, that's and the stuff, animal but... that guys like you and I create by answering text instantly and emails instantly that people yeah. think that something's people think that something's fucked up when you take uh 10 hours or five hours or a couple yeah. of advance or something right so yeah, yeah so anyway. um yeah when we were home everybody's we're safe everybody made it through my dad will heal up and uh we'll uh yeah we gotta restart with a trailer and truck and all that kind of nonsense obviously dealing with insurance and, and all that kind of the police were fucking amazing at every hour it, it was uh, it couldn't have gone any better for how bad it could have been kind of yeah. thing I guess. yeah that's right it's one of those things so um, but, um, yeah, Frank is, uh, driving. He should probably be in Sudbury-ish around, oh, I don't know, nine o'clock tonight, I think. Yeah, good. And I think he's going to get a room and then meet me in the morning and I got to unload this stuff. Trailer that my trailer for how much stuff I had in the, uh, like in the back and then the whole, oh my God, this truck is just fucking to the brim of shit. Does he got a trailer too? Obviously, no, no, just a big U-Haul truck. Oh, U-Haul! I, rent, yeah, yeah, I yeah. rented like a big, like a yeah. big box hauler, like a big cube van. Yeah, right. Mostly like a lot of clothes and all that kind of crap and shit. We got to be able to get them out of there. Yeah, yeah. But it's pretty wild seeing it like just destroy the truck. It was. I snapped the the rear left rim right in half, like a rip right off the right off yeah. the truck kind of thing. Yeah, oh, I really? figure probably the the impact of hitting the ditch is what broke al's back eh oh yeah like it was like, like the, a like kind of seat bounce and yeah, yeah. exactly okay. kind of seat bounce and fucking uh this and that and uh but yeah she was uh she was good times like i said everybody's pretty stoked it all went the way that it did because it could have got a lot worse so ammo arena cross catch the fever <laughs> yeah yeah exactly <laughs> exactly so um well somebody from chilliwax somebody from chilliwax calling right now it was pretty uh pretty scary there for a bit just not knowing and dude you're also lucky too i mean lucky in a sense that you had cell phone service because man it's oh yeah, yeah it can like, be, that's, yeah, it could that's be a whole well, other thing right? isn't the objective of the emergency number now on your iphone that it works I everywhere so. i think yeah so, so that like might have been okay but yeah we had cell service we were able to kind of get the coordinates and figure out where we were they were there within i don't know half an hour of the accident i bet yeah so it the was all pretty too, quick like and... all the propane tanks and fuel cans and oh yeah and yeah. your your yeah. trailer with fuel like man that thing could have <laughs> 
lit up. Exactly. Could have yeah. went. Yeah, no, uh, we lost. Uh, yeah, all fuel got, you know, all the cans got punctured. We had some Renegade in there. It got punctured and propane tanks. Yeah, all of them got smashed and beat up and nothing like opened up and stuff like that. So, yeah, pretty uh, pretty wild shit, boys. I'm fucking uh, stoked to be chatting, I guess. I, again, I don't, I don't think like home. that. Yeah, I'm fucking stoked to be home. Oh, my God. Yeah, I'm okay. really happy to be home. I gave my kids a big hug when I saw them this morning. So, pretty wild. Pretty fucking wild. Yeah. Catch the fever. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you what's going on next year, boys. I'm putting everything in a fucking box and it's going on a train and I'm flying. Yeah. yeah. Although that didn't really work out much better either. So I don't really know what's fucking good these days. No. So um, I guess we should get into some more prominent moto news to end this off here, right? With the, uh, yeah. what's, what's, okay, I'll throw this to Ken. What's bigger news, Ken? Steve Sims folding team and going to uh, Kawasaki or, in the uh, <laughs> the name of Popamex, uh, or Josiah Noski signing, leaving Team PRMX and signing with KTM uh, Red Bull Fly. Well, I think the SSR news, because that, that's a team that's leaving and a gas gas team that we might not see at all next year, that, that brand. Yeah. So, yeah, I would just say just because of the team, but the Noski news is pretty big too. I think he's going to do well there. He's going to thrive in that, that uh, environment. Yeah, I, well, kind of funny. Um, his life has kind of come full circle. I knew if he used to be a factory Red Bull racer yeah. with Jeffrey Hurlings in like what, 2013 EMX, or something like that? EMX 125, oh, EMX. right? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, and they got fired. Yeah. They fired him because he wasn't doing, wasn't getting wasn't good performing. results and wasn't okay. performing. So now here's full circle in a whole nother country with the same sort of bike and team. Cool. Yeah. I think for me, the news, obviously of the, the Sims side of things, not that I had heard anything, but you, you know, as a insider in the industry and being at all the races, I mean, the writing was kind of on the wall with Sims. I mean, dude, it, that that's a tough grind with the amount of support he was getting, right? So you had, yeah. to, you had to wonder, is it going to last or how much longer it was going to last, right? I mean, I don't, I don't fault him for anything. He tried his absolute best. He ran a top-notch program for the funding that he had for the – and he didn't need to do that. I don't think that that was paying his mortgage, you know what I mean? So – um yeah i think the natsky thing was was big news just for the pure fact that he not just like left prmx to go to say another uh quote-unquote satellite team or whatever i mean he got a factory ride on a you know arguably one of the best teams in canada so yeah um i think it's a good fit and it makes it makes sense um i always thought and uh i was arguing with brad here yesterday but and i didn't read all the prs and stuff but I was always under the understanding that he's riding 450 for them, but it's still up in the air, I guess, according to KTM. Oh, I didn't actually read any of that stuff. I just no, that's what Brad was telling me that KTM oh. was like replying to tweets or uh, Instagram messages and stuff like, or like comments saying that they're just going to see how it plays out and he could be 250 or 450 seeing how it is. But oh. I really thought that the 450 thing made the most sense for him to be honest yeah. with you. I, I would agree and yeah. i feel like that better for the budget it's the cheaper yeah. bike model kevin benoit did a great job like why not just put your eggs in that basket but maybe they they want to have him they if you maybe look at it that way put him on 250 and he does what he does he's kind of into the program learns it he could possibly win the title he's definitely a title threat yeah uh, but um, if you're but if you're KTM and you're trying to get that, they've already won the the little bike championship, right? Like with with McNabb last year and Piccolo two years earlier on a KTM. Wouldn't you want to throw two guys that potentially can 
hinder Dylan. You know what I mean? You got you got you basically throwing a a bit of an army at him. You know what I mean? Rather than just all your eggs in one basket on yeah. Pettis, right? Yeah. So yeah, but then is it is it better? So the the percentage to go against Dylan is low, lower to win, where the percentage is higher to win at least one of the out of one of the two in the two fifty class. So at least they get one title. Out of both, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, like I one title mean. rather than none, which I would agree with. But I yeah. think right now, um, coming in, would you guys not agree with me that with who we know that's signed and who's coming, wouldn't you think Kevin Benoit is your title favorite? Yeah. <laughs> I mean... Depending yeah. on what Harrison does, where yeah. Harrison goes, or what PRMX does, um, I'd have to think that, you know, Benoit is your title favorite coming into the series. Well, if Natsuki goes in, you got to. I think it's one A, one B. If he stays two, for sure, yeah, right. Yeah. But yeah, for, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I agree with what you're saying. Yeah, it's be interesting to see how it all kind of plays out on that end. But I, it totally would make sense for them to do four fifty. But yeah. if it goes two fifty, that I feel like my logic there. They're going. They're trying to go two in one class. Yeah. For a not a guaranteed title, but a higher percentage higher to get chance, at least yeah. one title. And yeah. instead of going up against Dylan, which is kind of the immovable uh, remo- force right now, sort of yeah. thing. So. Um, and then now over to the, the Sims thing, like I love this move. Yeah. So we know new, if you know you, that Diggs reached out to him as well to become yeah. a manager for go for dunes and try to clean up some of the stuff that's, uh, going on there with the piccolo saga. We can talk about that in a little bit as well, but I real I think this is a bold and good move for a couple of reasons. One, Brett, we all know a good guy, not a team manager, right? Just a good guy. Um, maybe a little not as organized as things should need to be on that side of then Jaden kind of picked a piece up there, but it was a bit messy all year. Steve Sims is probably the most organized, passion-driven, and uh, and all well-rounded. I would say he's the best manager of Canadian motocross for quite some time, Okay, um, keeping things organized, in, in my opinion. So I think this is a great move for him. It's close to home. Um, it, it's, uh, he'll, you know, obviously have to learn a new bike a little bit, but that's not a big deal for him. He's got two good riders with Ward and Amiot that both work hard. Um, kind of thing like that. Obviously Amiot's coming into a, a new team. that's now feeling good. Got this arena cross title. So things look good there. It may be new if you can agree. He looked great on the bike, even though it's yeah. indoor, yeah. you know, but now he's going 250 though. Right. So yeah. that'll be a, an interesting to see how that works out. But, um, I just, I really like this move. I'm super bummed that yes, we're losing a team, but as you said, Newf, it's a little understandable. Yeah. The cost of things and the budgets, and it didn't sound like the gas, gas KTM group were like super, like okay, hey, let's let's do this, let's do that, because the other gas, gas team is gone. Uh, we're going to talk about that in a second. Um, but like, it didn't sound like they were willing to kind of do more, which I thought they would have in the in the wake of the other news kind of thing but it didn't yeah. seem like it was going that way so this opportunity came up and it, it came knocking and uh you know as michael jordan said there years ago you miss a thousand shots a thousand shots of that you don't take or whatever the saying is yeah. um yeah I, uh, think, I think that i think that i was i was thinking about this last night because i knew we were doing the pod and it happened to just come out you know you saw that in the u.s with uh um christian craig and malcolm stewart and hampshire and the the Gillian Fair's guy, you know, the big Husqvarna effort that, you know, you would love to see some, you know, we don't even have a Husqvarna team here in Canada, right? No. Yeah. I yeah. think that, you know, the Husqvarna gas gas side of things in Canada is not, I mean, of course we know it's not, it's no different than KTM. It's not near the size of what the U.S. is, but I think that, that the KTM group puts so much effort into the, the quote unquote factory side of things in Canada that, 
you know, the sales don't back up or match what, uh, what needs to be done to put a lot of, uh, a lot of support into a gas gas team, um, for motocross and a Husqvarna team in motocross. That would be awesome if it was, I mean, that's two more team factory, potentially teams, but, um, as far as the Sims thing go, I mean, yeah, it's a no brainer. I mean, I think it's a brilliant move on, 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 uh, Walton's part, um you know steve's credentials there's no question i mean look how many years he spent with otsff yeah yeah nicoletti and the gherkies and the metcalfs and and you know the list goes on his credentials are are huge um i think i if i was to point out one uh maybe thing that could throw a hiccup into it and it's not a negative and i'm sure that this is this everyday life but sims coming off being an owner of a team now going into a role of a manager um, you know, could there be some button heads there between him and Brett on where, you know, each one thinks things should be, you know, pointed. If I'm Brett, I'm letting Sims kind of take the reins on it, right? If you trust yeah. the guy and you hire him, yeah. you kind of let him, you know, come up with some of the ideas of where budgets should be spent and where it shouldn't be and, and blah, blah, blah. You're kind of giving him the manager role slash uh, advisor role in Brett's side of things because Brett's pretty green to it, right? So, yeah. Um, so who knows? There could be some button heads there, you know, somewhere, but who doesn't, right? But Yeah, I, I think that'll be okay because he was a manager before. Like, he's done both yeah. roles, right? So he knows where he can overstep and maybe not overstep. But I think, mm -hmm. I think what you're going to see is like, here you go, dude, here's the keys. Yeah. You know, let's clean up our 250 program. That was a mess last year. Yeah. We've already got, we've got a good 450 bike and a program there. So you'll know what to do. We give you really two great riders that have both potential yeah. championship yeah. capabilities. Uh, I'm just going to sit back and make sure everything is funded properly and looked after logistically that the parts you need and blah, blah, blah. Right. And de I'll deal with the Cowie guy and, yeah. and, and help promote and all that kind of shit. That would be my theory, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see, but I just, I think that's a great move. And I, I think it's cool. Like you don't, there's not a lot of times that that shit happens dude. where no. you like most team managers, they've been there since the beginning of the team. Yeah. Right? Until the team goes away. Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. So the so. team goes away kind of thing. So, What's happening with uh, MX101 450 slot? Wouldn't that be a spot that you would think Pete Eggs would have went after? Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty that. sure there's. I'm pretty sure there's been a conversation there for sure. Yeah. I'm pretty yeah. sure there's been a conversation there. But I think one of the things that comes with it now, yes, Tyler being older and he being still fast, but one of the things that comes with it is he's fighting for everything to do with Talon. Uh, okay. So, and I want to. I I I don't think this is even thing. This is just my opinion. The why he's still on 85. The YZ 85 is not a great bike for a kid at his level age bracket right now. Well, it's better. I don't than the, think better than the CR 85. If that was a conversation. <laughs> well, yes, true yeah, enough. True. If that was a conversation, <laughs> yeah. yeah, true enough. Actually, I, again, this is not even yeah. come from anybody's mouth. This is a theory of mine. Yeah. Where maybe that would might be a bit of a hiccup in this situation, but I mean, whatever. That is what it is. Like it's. Yeah. Um, kind of thing. So, but we'll see. I, I'm, I'm assuming there's been a conversation with Kevin. They're longtime friends and buddies forever, right? Um, yeah. And Tyler has actually never rode for him. Yeah. Yeah. Sure, right. Right. Yeah. right. Yeah. Only Jeremy did. Only Jeremy did. Tyler never ever think, did. You got to think too. Going back to the T Dags thing, obviously off road is a huge part of his uh, program with the, you know, the big Kahuna's and the FMSQ and the six days and all these things. Like, you, you, you would think that he. I mean, maybe he doesn't have a choice, but you'd go somewhere on the Austrian brand side to where it really keeps yes. to that. But where is he going to go? I don't, I mean, I don't know. Mm -hmm. <laughs>
Yeah, well, I, you know, once we heard about this, I thought, oh, he'll be talking to Simsy. They'll rekindle because remember, Steve Simsy yeah. and Tyler Madaya, mechanic and pro racer back in 2007, yeah. right? For OTSF Suzuki back. You were on the team, Nick. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so, but that's not going to happen, right? And then, um, yeah, so a bit, bit of an ugly situation there. Hopefully it works out. And then Mitchell Harrison, he has been talking to Kevin Tyler. We've brought that up on the show before. That's right. So maybe, maybe there's not room there. Maybe, you know, and obviously I think Mitchell Harrison's stock, I don't know if it's higher than Tyler's or not. Actually, to be honest with you, it's probably about the same level except for their age. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of thing. So, and now I guess maybe into some other sort of questions. Um, Julian Bennick, Tanner Scott, um, Dylan Rimple, um, Sam Gaynor, um, oh, uh, like racers, Parker Eels to Priority MX. That one, uh, yes, yeah, that was a priority. He told me about that on the weekend. And that's that's a good awesome. Fit. That's a good fit for him. Yeah. That's amazing, man. Pete yeah. Peter over at Priority Mechanical. He's a huge supporter of mine. The guy is an absolute beautiful human being and what he's doing for his guys and stuff like that and actually he's had some good conversations with some of them because last year it was like they kind of took it not took advantage but you know pete's done well for himself and he's paying for things but he's like these fucking kids they don't want to work they don't want to do this i'm like then don't do this yeah. but he's like but that's eels, why, he's, that's where eels fits into this spray, yeah, exactly right? yes yeah. yeah the way he's like why occur they do a regular job and they'll put the work in on the track and, stuff and too, get so, results yeah and, and get results um um Daniel Elmore, names like just what is yeah. going to happen to these guys? Are they going to race next year? Are they going to figure things out? Are there teams available? Is there money available? So a lot of uncertainty. And, and I'm going to throw the last one to you, Newt, because I got a text message when I was out West that asked me to pick up a couple of red motorcycles. I didn't pick them up, luckily. Uh, but where are we at in the Piccolo front? Because it's he couldn't race the series because he broke his, or hurt his shoulder. I know there's been a lot of conversations like what's going on with Jacob Pickle well, as we yeah, in 2023. There is a lot more clarity on it um, as I sit here right now. So, I mean, we've been talking about this on the pod for a while about his health issues. And then, of course, right before Arena Cross started, dislocated his shoulder again. Um, basically, where he's at right now is that he needs to get shoulder properly looked at, but that includes MRIs. Um, everything like that, whether he needs surgery or not, I would think that he does. But of course, in our beautiful healthcare system, uh, that isn't happening until January. So another month from now. So basically where he's at right now at this moment um, is to take time off to get his body right, to get his shoulder right, to get his health things figured out. And um, then he can come back. He still has a contract. Um, but whether that means at the beginning of 2024, the middle of 2024 or whatever, the team's not given up on him and, and he's not given up on it. I mean, I think Derek's had a, a really good conversation with him to see where he's at mentally and whatnot, but he, uh, he's just taking time to get, get the body right. And I mean, we want him back as soon as we can, but not back as soon as we got him last year after the, cause it didn't go well. Right. I mean, it didn't no. go well and it just kind no. of snowballed. Yeah. And it snowballed all the way into the fall. And I think that, and I'll take some blame for this. I think we were looking for quick answers. I just wanted him back on the bike. Getting like, dude, come on, come on, let's go, let's go, come on. I don't think that that's the scenario as far as these health things go and and definitely the shoulder. So um, he's got to do some work on himself and his body and uh, he'll come back, uh, come back when he's ready. Well, there you have it. Um, I need some reads here, boys, quick, before you just finish off his last thoughts. Uh, KTM Canada, Husqvarna Canada, uh, Gas Gas Canada, the Purity Performance Adventure Extreme of KTM 
Husqvarna, the simple, progressive, accessible, and dynamic, and the daring, capable, vibrant, and inviting brand of Gas Gas. Big thank you to Allison and JSR and Adrian and all the gang over there at the KTM Group for supporting Canadian Motocross Unfiltered here in 2023. Looking forward to 2024. Racetech Suspension. Racetech is the world's largest aftermarket motorcycle suspension modification company with over 35 years of providing factory-level suspension to the everyday rider. Did you know that you could get the same great product settings and services that Racetech offers locally to you with a tuner you can drive to and likely see at your local racetracks? All Racetech products are 100% guaranteed and made in the USA. And Charlie Johnston, Racing Suspension, big thanks to Charlie for opening the door uh, via Newf and everything like that to get us on board. And, and uh, I believe that they might be coming on as a title role in 2024. I'm not breaking that news, but we have had some conversations. And now that I have some time, I'll be chatting with Chuckers and the gang over there at Racetech. Uh, Bristol Coachworks, custom moto van builds right here in Canada. Whether they're full-on builds or just accessories for making basic moto vans for the Weekend Warrior. The old Huber Monster Energy Kawasaki Sprinter, the current McNabb Sprinter, and the front of the GDR race, race Rig Lounge are all done by Bristol Coachworks. We do a little bit of everything. RV repairs and refurbishment, full upholstery division to do boat and vehicle interiors, a 55-foot-long paint booth to paint commercial trucks and vehicles. Follow us on Instagram and YouTube at Bristol Coachworks. Could, if could, you, could, uh, hold on. What? Could, could Sorry, Bannon sure. rebuild the trailer, you think? Uh, <laughs> that could be a tough, tough ask. Yeah. That could be a tough ask right there. <laughs> a little bit of a tough one right okay. there. Sorry, I just um, had to kill it. And the final, catalystmoto.com, Canadian brand focused on the ride, fueled by passion. 100% of the proceeds go directly back into the sport. Mitch Cook and the gang over there. I just saw that they launched a new store. Noof is this, with so, he's doing a bunch of stuff over there. I saw it on his Instagram. Doing like a warehouse sale or something like that. Basically. Yeah, it's yeah. really cool. Anyway, he's doing lots of things. Callismoto.com. And I'm assuming that with whatever Tyler Medallia does, because he is a partner in this business, he'll be back with Callismoto and his son Talon. Where's Callismoto? And uh, they make great products, whether it's for mountain biking or dirt biking, off-road stuff. Callismoto.com. Uh, big shout to those um, four main sponsors here in 2023 for helping us out and doing things. We might be able to knock out one more of these, but uh, closing thoughts, boys. Um, it's been about four weeks since we did one of these. We hope our fans are sitting on the edge of their seats uh, and waiting for this. Um, uh, it's kind of a, a little bit of all of us. We just, you know, life gets in the way with this stuff, and it's not easy for us to, Although me and Newf were in the same province together, where we were still far enough away from each other doing other things, <laughs> um, and of course Casper the Ghost. Uh, yeah. Actually, wait. Can we can we announce your new program, Ken? Yep. yep. Breaking news. Breaking, Breaking news. news here, ladies and gentlemen. Go ahead, Ken. Let us in. Uh, this morning, I signed up to be a troll training athlete. the The road to Southwick 2024 starts on uh, Saturday or <laughs> yeah, Sunday, folks. probably. Yeah. This is it, Alex yeah. fucking Martin and Ken Catton. <laughs> They still, I, I don't, I don't know what it, uh, what's in the program because once you sign up, they, I guess they put something together in an email and they send it to you. Yeah. You, you talk back and it forth is a little lit. bit, but yeah. Ken, it literally Ken, is. Ken, Ken put in the description that I was the guy riding the CR125 at your track. And yeah. Was, I'm sure Alex yeah. saw that. Yeah. Help. It just said help. Yeah. And then Ken, then Ken goes some... online tomorrow and there's a refund back on his credit card. Yeah. Yeah. Right I can see that. <laughs> This literally is David training Goliath. Like, like imagine if these two ever cross paths with each other. Ken's yeah. fucking five yeah. feet taller than Alex Martin, for yeah. Christ's sake. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah. Any final thoughts, boys? I mean, it's been a been a, a trying last four weeks. I'm, um, I'll end it by saying 
Noof, thank you very much for opening this door for me. It was it was a great adventure and it was uh it was good for business, man. I'm happy and I'm I'll be sending more money your way there for what you did for no me. I appreciate fights. it. No fist fights. Yes, uh, I'm, well, we I'm Steve, happy for we that know, as well. Yeah, we know we Steve won't listen this. to this. So what are we doing for Monday? Because uh, I'm not. Well, I am now not going to Pulp Show. Yeah, um, I'm not flying out. You're just I, complete I, bullshit, man. You got fucking time. <laughs> Yeah, <sighs> I'm, uh, I'm a little. Yeah, I I got some things I need to take care of. Uh, sorry, sorry Your for wife. driving driving into the fucking uh, northern northern Ontario off the road. I no, apologize to uh, all listeners. Steve and I have already talked about it. You're calling in on Monday night, so. Well, yeah, yeah, I'll do that. I'll call in and uh, we'll 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 have fun with that for sure. But uh, I'm so super. Now, what's that? Diggs isn't even going now either. No, he's coming. He's coming, but not till Monday. Oh shit! So you're there, son. Ah, I wonder if he's canceled. I wonder if he canceled. I asked him. I said, "Hey, do you want me to cancel this? Like, I'll, I'll, we can do it in the new year or whatever." And he's like, "No, let's move forward. I already got it set up and blah blah blah." So I wonder if he canceled my flight. I'll throw one message today. We'll see. I'll talk to my wife and stuff. I, I don't want to say it was an in and out. We'll see. But um, I really want to thank you to all the BC folks that came and supported the the series. Uh. It was a pleasure meeting a bunch of you new new folks and a pleasure meeting uh, the ones that I've known before. Everybody was amazing. I had a great time. I'm very excited already for next year. I am 100% coming back. Um, I know people wanted me to, oh, we're going to have more rounds. Let's do more. You did yeah. a great job. Let's do more. I'm like, ah, we'll see and all that kind of jazz. But I'm, I'm, I'm blessed to be able to do this. I think people could see that I take my shit serious. And they, uh, I got probably half a dozen or more emails of people just thanking me and organization and appreciative of all of what it was. And so I'm, I'm really happy kind of a shitting ending as far as the crash part, the accident thing, but everybody's fine and safe. So now I'm relishing in all the positivity that the, uh, the events created. So, uh, pretty pumped on that for sure. And, and fuck, am I ever glad to be home? Oh my God. Yeah. It was a great, I'm going to have a great hot partnership. Time. It was a great partnership. Uh, <laughs> I really, really hate that word news but you are one of my best buddies and you helped me a lot here and i appreciate it so jesus take the wheel um you were oh ken you know we didn't talk about the running race and the, nah, the push-ups though, right? for another time like ken i like the athletic ability is unbelievable man like it's like it's embarrassing to know that my friend can go this fast on a dirt bike and just be yeah. god awful at everything else in sports i was pretty impressed with 10 push-ups I, I tried in the in the basement. I, <laughs> I I had ten or eleven. That was it. Actually, I was and new if I counted, 10. you did twelve. You did twelve. Did I? Yeah, yeah. I was confused because all the kids were off sync on counting, and but okay. my chest sure felt it the next day that I did what? that. Yeah. Hey, what? Uh, somebody asked you on the Instagram, why did you take your gloves off? <laughs> I, I was I'll wondering be honest too. Here, I have no idea. I took my hat yeah. and my gloves off. Yeah, I hat and gloves to go put your hands in the dirt. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But uh, otherwise, great time, man. Thank you so much to all the staff out there uh, that helped out with everything. Lisa, Kayla, Kylie, Steve, Ken, Robbie, Noof, Kyle, Eric, um, Brandon Davies, and Blake Davies, Corey Zeitner. Dump truck um, Cody. Dump truck Cody. Yeah, <laughs> fucking Cody. Dump truck Cody. Christina. Uh, man, I just I, I'm it was a pleasure working with everybody, guys, and I'm really looking forward to next year already. So uh, I appreciate it tenfold, and thanks to all the amazing sponsors, especially those top four guys that kicked in: Keith Hankins at Tri City Plumbing, and uh, Brent Carlson and Trevor Carlson at Westwoods, uh, Courtney Lode at Soakum North, 
and uh, Dan Akers of Acres Racing, the Acres Property Solutions. Those guys are huge. And then the rest of the gang there that that kicked in. The, it was awesome seeing Gibney and Coba Moto West and woo with Troy's all his woos all weekend long. And um, he wasn't wooing very much when Devin was on the track because there was a lot of stuff there. But he was having a good time <laughs> regardless for Maple Ridge Motorsports. Big thanks to them. And OGs for making our coats new. Yeah, Best coat right. you've ever had. Yeah, did uh, did uh, you salvage yours out of the? Trailer? Yeah, the coats the coats survived. They were they were close by because we were getting in and out, filling with gas and wearing them to stay warm and shit. And yeah, I finally washed the the dirt stain off my shoulder there from the running. Did it come nice and clean? Coat. Did it come nice and clean, or is there always going to be a reminder of how bad you are at running? No. <laughs> Just when you look at that. Signed up for troll training here this week. Ken's got me motivated. So. <laughs> Should we all do it? Should we all? Should hey. We do have a little bit of cash flow left over still. Should we all get troll training yeah. and, and see who comes out the biggest winner in 2024? <laughs> I'm in. I'm already doing it, so I'm in. Hey, are we stamping this right now? Newfoundland Southwick 2024. Yep. I'm in. I don't know if I'll have a rig, but we'll figure it yeah, out. Yeah, we'll figure something out. Yeah. Like the rented U-Haul. Yeah, yeah. We can all sit three wide in the front of the U-Haul and drive down yeah. there. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> uh, yeah, you got any final thoughts, Ken, on that one? Or Newfie? I don't know what you're, what you're going on. I'm all good. No, I'm okay, good boys. Too. Yep. Hi, right, boys. It's a good time. Get her posted up. Kenny, shoot me yep. a text, and I'm going in the hot tub, boys. I might even lay down again because I got to go empty my garage because there's a, a lot of stuff. Boatload yep. of shit coming. Right on. Sounds Pack good. We'll talk to you guys later. Sounds good, boys. Cheers. Yep. Hey, guys. Right. Bye. How lucky can one guy be? I kissed her and she kissed me. Like the fella once said, ain't that a kick in the head? The room was completely black I hugged her and she hugged back Like the sailor said, quote Ain't that a hole in a boat My head keeps spinning I go to sleep and keep grinning If this is just the beginning My life